The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and we are going to cover... 10 ways to break through your business-related income ceilings. So if you're a start or scale-up entrepreneur or a business person or you want to make more money, I've got 10 ways for you to bust through your ceilings. I'll list what they're going to be. I'll detail them. I'll summarize them. Now, before I talk to you about the 10 ways to break through your financial ceilings, your business ceilings, I've had a quite a hard week. Relative to my weeks, I've had a hard week. I've had quite a lot of challenges. They keep coming at me and coming at me and coming at me. Uh, And I even got asked at an event I was speaking at yesterday, Rob, what do you believe is the definition of success? Now, of course, that's hard to define in one thing. And there are many. And maybe in a week where I wasn't having my bigger challenges, I'd have answered something different. Uh, But my answer was um, losing no passion and enthusiasm despite more and harder challenges. So um, success is about going from problem to problem with no loss of enthusiasm. I think that might have been Churchill who initially said that. Uh, And certainly uh, I felt that the last week and I wanted to acknowledge that with you. Uh, I'm known for sharing my feelings. Sometimes I'm an oversharer, but I wanted to to acknowledge and I had um, uh, three public speeches I had to do. I had two podcasts I had to do. Now, usually I say I get to do my podcasts and public speeches because I'm very passionate about those and I enjoy them 99% of the time. But this week, because of various things going on, which you'll probably find out in the future, um, I didn't really feel like doing them, if I'm honest. And I did them because, one, I think it's important to be accountable. I think it's important to show up. I think you show your professionalism when you don't really feel like it, but you do it anyway. Um, I think they say that discipline is doing what you know you've got to do, even when you don't feel like it. Um, But that's not actually the reason I'm telling you this. It's because I have definitely been feeling a bit emotional, um, a bit bit challenged. Um, I just can't wait for tomorrow, which is Monday, if you're listening to the podcast. I need to get in the office and rock and go fix shit. Because I generally tend to deal with challenges by being a fixer and fixing stuff. Um, and I feel a bit out of control when I can't get in and fix. So I can't wait to get to the office tomorrow. Fix this, fix that, fix this, fix that. Find this out, discover this, fix this. Apologize for that, beg for that, borrow for that. Fix this, fix that. Anyway, the reason I'm telling you this is because uh, apparently, and I, it, it seems to be on some credible websites, but apparently uh, Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter crash with four other people who were in the helicopter. And that's obviously really awful news. And there's me worrying about some, you know, staff challenges or event challenges or uh, building project challenges, um, you know, a couple of uh, reputational challenges on a small level. uh, And I'm not dead and people I love are not dead. Um, And I'm pretty good at putting stuff into context usually. And any time I say I'm having a hard week, I'm good at saying someone's got it harder. Oh, this is a big problem. Actually, it's a challenge. What can I learn from it? I'm pretty good at that. But a lot of that's logical, isn't it? And I, I was still feeling a little bit of a hole in my soul, if you like. I was just feeling, mm, you know, I feel a bit down, really. 
Um, and as immediately when I heard that, that news, I just snapped myself out and it was like, man, I'm, I'm lucky to be alive. I spent a lot of time this weekend with my kids. I turned a lot of the social media off, which is, I rarely do that. But I was hardly on WhatsApp. I was hardly on Facebook, which is a rarity for me. Um, and yeah, that was a great gift. And I think often when you've got big challenges, looking at your kids, Ariana said to me, daddy, can you draw on my back with your finger? And can you write things? And I was writing, I love Ariana and Ariana is smelly. And she was trying to guess what I was writing with my finger on her back. And it was just lovely. And I went to watch them uh, have their park run and it was awesome. Um, so context is everything. So A, you know what I'm about and I'm about sharing with you what's going on in my life. And when I'm having massive wins, I'll share them with you. And when I'm having big challenges, I'll share it with you. And when I'm having therapy, I'll share it with you. Um, and when I figure something out, I'll share it with you. Uh, and when I struggle, I'll share it with you. But man, Kobe Bryant, I mean, one, you know, one of the best basketball players of all time, 41 years old. I'm fucking 41. I mean, that is awful. Um, and yeah, I just I guess I want to take a moment on, a, on the live and the podcast to just a honor that bit of a hat tip to someone who did an amazing work, even though I didn't know who he was personally. And to put stuff into context, because if you put your life into context, then your challenges are not as bad. And that's a, definitely a lesson for me uh, as well as all of us. Okay, so 10 ways to break through your business ceilings. Here we go. Number one, create multiple streams of leads. If you have one lead source, just like if you have one supplier or one client, you risk disruption, you risk them going bust. Um, and by the way, yesterday I've learned a very strong lesson about this, which I'll tell you about when I've got permission to do so. Um, so you need to not be over-reliant on one lead source. Uh, and also, you, if you have multiple streams of leads, you have multiple streams of income. And the more leads you have, more the more clients you have, and the more income you have. Now, many people who are coaches, consultants, trainers, products, and service providers, their problem isn't their product. Their problem isn't their skill or their experience or their ability to sell. Their problem is volume of leads. And I always say to people, like, oh, it's not going very well. I'm not converting. I'm not selling very well. I say, well, what if you had 100 times as many leads? What would happen? Now, as long as they're not selling zero uh, out of 10, uh, because they might then sell zero out of 100, usually their problem is volume of leads. So you need to leverage social media, leverage LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Facebook groups, Facebook pages, um, Facebook ads, Amazon ads, Spotify ads, Google ads, CPA list rentals, joint ventures, collaborations, Instagram, organic Instagram, paid ads, LinkedIn paid ads you could test, um, YouTube, YouTube paid ads, you name it. There's loads of different exhibitions, shows, being a public speaker, ads on your podcast, ads on your YouTube channel. There's so many different ways to generate leads and income. The second way to break through your business ceiling is to focus on marketing. Marketing is the single most important function of any business. If you don't focus on marketing at least half your time, you're not going to grow your leads, you're not going to grow your clients, you're not going to grow your revenue, you're not going to grow your reach, you're not going to grow your impact. So not enough people focus enough on marketing. They focus on everything as product, service, admin, systems, software, HR, recruitment, all important, not as important as marketing. No marketing, no leads, no leads, no revenue. It's like a shop. Yeah, you know, you might have good stock. You might have a good salesperson. You might have good software. You might, when someone comes in the shop, upsell them a load of other things in the shop. But if you can't get anyone in the shop, you don't have a shop. And getting people in the shop is marketing. Okay, number three then is you need to hire more revenue generating staff. So that might be salespeople, marketing people, 
That might be affiliates and ambassadors. But the more revenue generating staff you have, the more revenue you have. Now, I have a rule that between two and a half and five times a salary should a revenue generating person in your team bring in. So if you're paying them 50 grand, they should be bringing in 125 to 250 grand. If you're paying them 20 grand, they should be bringing 45, 50 grand up to 80, 100 grand. And by the way, you only pay that salary one twelfth at a time over the year and 30 days in arrears. So one twelfth, 30 days in arrears, one twelfth, 30 days in arrears, one twelfth, 30 days in arrears, which means it's not anywhere near as much risk as you think to pay and hire salespeople. And of course, sales, you could pay one quarter um, or up to one quarter in uh, basic salary and then the rest could be commission. I've got staff that are on under £20,000 salary, uh, but earn six-figure actual income when you take all their commissions into account. Okay, four then is get a mentor uh, who's broken through the ceiling you're hitting in your business and figure out how they did it, what lessons they got, what mistakes they made, what made the biggest difference, what could you leverage that they've done um, uh, as they blazed a trail, could you follow the trail that they blazed? Um, and could you leverage and get vicarious experience from them? So if you've hit a 250 grand, a 500 grand, a million pound ceiling and you're stuck there, or you're working harder and harder and harder, get a mentor and say, hey, Mr. Mentor or Mrs. Mentor, did you get to the point where you're working harder and harder and harder, but the margins started going down? Or you're working harder and harder and harder, but actually it didn't seem that the revenue was going up in line. Uh, yeah, I did. And what did you do? Got a PA, got an ops manager, wrote this system, created the ambassador program, um, created more uh, lead sources, did collaborations and joint ventures, etc. Uh, and then you can be navigated through by a mentor, a coach, um, a business person who's been, you know, multiple ceilings and levels above the ceilings and the levels that you're at right now. Um, I believe in uh, learning from the mistakes of others, not yourself. And I believe in getting leveraged by vicarious experience because you don't have experience you don't have yet. But you can nick 10 years of experience of someone who's had it. If you pay them, if you get mentored by them, if you listen to them, if you wine and dine them uh, and they can give you some of their um, insight and wisdom and experience. Someone has asked me if I'm wearing a crop top. No, I'm not wearing a crop top. I am in bed. And that's how I roll. So put it in your pipe and smoke it. Um, all right, five then is to work smarter, not harder. So like I referred to in my earlier point, you sometimes think, man, I've got to work harder. I've got to hustle. I've got to grind. The harder I work, the better it will be. But sometimes the harder you work, the worse it is because you burn out. You, your communication or your um, managing of your emotions gets diminished you make mistakes. There are breakages and bottlenecks. You're a bottleneck to your business growth because if you can, even if you could do 12 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, uh, what is it? 365 days, 24, 7, 365. Well, no, actually, you would burn out. You would need rest. You can't do that. Um, but um, people think that the harder you work, the more successful you'll get. You, Yeah, you need to work hard enough not to have to work hard. But Robin Sharper said to me, five good hours work a day, nice deep dive, you know, intense focus, good quality work. Uh, and that's all you need to do and all you should do. Um, so I'm just saying that sometimes harder work just pushes uh, results away, pushes people away, pushes partnerships away. You burn out, you stress out, you're playing snakes and ladders. You have to have a few days off. You go back to the beginning, you use, lose your momentum. There's a lack of consistency. So it's about working smart, smart smarter. 
to leverage before you manage, to manage before you do, leverage, then manage, then do, to think rather than hustle, to plan rather than just, you know, grind away, um, to figure out a problem and take time to talk to people and to ideate and to discuss stuff on social media and to slow down a bit. Uh, now, sometimes you have to work hard and sometimes you have to work smart, just saying. Okay, number six then is you need admin support. If you're working hard on income generating tasks, good on you. But you will also be doing your admin. You're, you'll be doing your emails, your Facebook messages. You'll be doing your follow-up, your planning, your diary, your travel, your expenses, your tax returns. All of this is admin. And if you're doing all of that, what you cannot do is key life areas or key result areas or income generating tasks. So admin gets in the way of revenue. Now, admin is required, but it doesn't mean it's required by you. So get a VA, get a PA, get the admin outsourced quickly so you can keep focusing on income generating tasks or you can hire salespeople and they can do income generating tasks and then you can manage them as your income generating tasks. So there's double leverage there. Now, I believe your first four hires should be PA, ops, marketing and sales in no particular order. Sales, if you're crap at sales or you're not generating any money, but you're getting leads. Marketing, if you're not getting any leads. Um, PA or VA, if your admin is all over the place and you're drowning in it. And ops, if there's management, you know, if there's staff or systems or processes to manage. Uh, but they're your first four hires. And so many companies, they've got 10 or 20 staff and they haven't got many of those staff. If any of those staff, I know one company with 35 staff, no one in marketing. I mean, that is crazy. Uh, what else have we got? Leverage. Um, so leverage is the seventh way to break through your business ceilings. Leverage social media platforms, um, you know, leverage staff, leverage systems, leverage software, leverage mentors, leverage other people's experience, leverage my social media profile by hitting me up with 500 stars so you can um, get a shout out to my 140,000 followers, leverage the information in books and audio books and podcasts and courses and masterminds and mentorships. And um, especially at the moment, social media is great leverage because it's free. You can reach hundreds or even um, hundreds of millions of people for sure across all platforms. Not all, you know, you have to build up your following first, but I mean, you could reach billions of people potentially in theory. Um, your ads, if you push them out, could reach millions of people. Uh, you could build millions of followers. It might take time. Um, but are you using Facebook groups? I think that's one of the best leverage. Are you using LinkedIn because they give you the best reach? I think that's one of the best leverage. Are you focusing again on YouTube? Do you have a podcast? Are you doing Facebook Lives? These all give you great leverage. All right, eight then. Eight, uh, eight, number eight of breaking through your business ceilings is collaborations and joint ventures. So um, if you can collaborate with someone who's got an existing brand or has got an existing customer base or can generate leads or has got skills you haven't, then one plus one equals three squared instead of one plus one equals two. Um, so I have a partnership with Mark Homer. I've done many joint ventures and collaborations. I did one recently with Jay Alderton, who's very well known in the fitness space. Uh, we're both, um, you know, well known in our own space. So he leveraged me and I leveraged him. Um, I obviously do podcast interviews, which is great leverage. And they often um, post out to their um, social media. Um, I've had um, I have affiliates and ambassadors and people who resell my books. I have speaker and trainer partnerships. And you get that uh, exponential growth in partnerships. In fact, there's someone watching the live stream I've just formed a partnership with. So she's getting extra um, exponential growth there. Um, and that's a smart move on her part. Okay. 
Number nine then on 10 ways to break through your business ceiling is to create a, a great product or a new product or some kind of innovation or disruption or trend. So could you do something different? Could you sell to your existing customers a new product, a different product? Could you launch something new? Could you change a product you launch and repackage it and make it better and sexier? Could you create, um, you know, a, a crowdsourced um, version two, more improved product or service? I'm really keen on launching a LinkedIn course. I'm really keen on launching a book writing course. I'm going to launch a millionaire's mastermind in the future. So I've got all these there and ready when I maybe need to take my company to the next level or break through the 25 or the 30 million pound barrier, for example. Um, so could you do that? Well, I'm guessing you could. Uh, and then final one, number 10 is mastering your emotions. Man, this is the, the toughest one. So um, I don't often pat myself on the back. Entrepreneurs tend not to. I'm not very good at that. I'm going to do this for your benefit. I had two or three bits of very challenging news this weekend. Thankfully, it was no, nothing to do with anyone's health or well-being because um, that obviously would be a lot worse. But business related, we had some shit going on. Um, and uh, right before I'm going on stage, right in the middle while I'm on stage. And you know when you get those messages which are like, Rob, this is an emergency. You need to call me. And you don't know what it is because you haven't been told, but your head is going round and round and round. Um, and I wouldn't say I gave my best speech ever, but I definitely didn't give my worst speech ever this uh, um, yesterday morning. I had to do four hours of speaking and normally it's I get to do. But, you know, I was feeling challenged. Um, but, you know, I had to pat myself on the back. because You know, what? I brought it. I did it. I didn't wriggle out of it. I still, you know, put all the energy that I had. I literally didn't have energy, any energy left. I went for dinner after with about, what, 50 people. I stayed till 9.15, which is late for me. Everyone could see I was freaking knackered. I'd had to do selfies for everyone, which is usually I get to do, not I have to do. Um, I was leaving and people were pitching me stuff. People were walking in the car park and pitching me stuff. And I did it and I delivered. And I felt like, you know what, when I got in that car, um, I, like that, I believe being professional um, is about doing what has to be done regardless of what is going on in your life. Uh, and there's been a couple of times this weekend where I was like, man, oh, I just gonna want to go and hide. None of these things have made me really angry. I don't really get so much angry anymore, but they did make me, oh, I want to be on my own. I want to eat all that lint chocolate in the fridge. Got this lovely lint chocolate in the fridge. and I'm on a fitness challenge and it's been there for three weeks. I just want to eat the whole fucking bar today. <laughs> and I didn't eat it either. So not reacting to people, not acting like a child, not acting like a chimp, not... Um, not taking rejection badly, not lashing out, not having a go at people, not bitching, not complaining, not defending, not justifying, not controlling other people, not make, you know, not being entitled, um, not getting down, not beating yourself up, getting back up, not, in let, not letting your confidence be hit. These are all things that you do to master your emotions. And, and that usually involves having a word with yourself, breathing it out, allowing yourself to feel it, going through it without writing anything on Facebook or saying anything to anyone. Um, yeah, so managing your emotions and mastering your emotions is huge in business. And I believe the better you master your emotions, you'll just go to the next level and the next level and the next level. And I was thinking, I walked to my friend's house today to see him and his wife to give them some advice about writing a book. Um, and I thought to myself, you know what? Um, I've definitely worked a lot on mastering my emotions over the years and I've come a long way, baby, as Fat Boy Slim says. But I know what my next level is. There's two things which I know. You know what? Hmm, I know I can go to a higher level there. And I reckon if I go to a higher level there, I reckon my brand, my reputation, 
uh, is going to go to the next level. So I think I figured that out already. Now, of course, the challenge is when you get emotionally hijacked and oh, like a stab in the heart, and the, you know when all the, the chemicals just fly around your body and oh, and your your lips move and you just feel feel such strong triggering. That's when the rubber hits the road. Um, all right, so let me summarize. Um, 10 ways to break through your business ceilings. So number one, you need multiple streams of leads to create multiple stream, multiple clients to create multiple streams of income. Number two, you must focus a lot of your time on marketing because marketing is the lead generation. Sales is the conversion. And then, of course, that creates the revenue which can grow your business. It's not a hobby. It's a business. Three, you need to hire more salespeople or more revenue generating people. Uh, in your business, two and a half to five times their salary they should be able to generate. Number four, get a mentor who's been there and done it and leverage their experience. Vicarious knowledge and experience is far better than making mistakes yourself. Five, work smarter, not harder. Leverage others. Leverage before you manage. Manage before you do. Always think, who can I get to do this rather than how do I do this or I can't do this or I've got to do this. Who's better than me? Um, who could I pass this on to? Who could get it done quicker? Who could I pay to get it done that's cheaper than me doing it? Six is you must get admin support. P-A-V-A, ops. First four hires should be P-A, ops, marketing and sales in most companies. Seven, leverage social media platforms, especially Facebook Lives, Facebook groups, LinkedIn for great reach, podcasts, YouTube, etc. Nine, do collaborations and joint ventures. Sorry, eight, collaborations and joint ventures. Nine, create great new products, improved products, version two, an innovative service, a disruption, a trend and crowdsource ideas from your communities. Um, and your customers, even complainants, even re people who got refunds, look how you can create a much better version and launch that. And 10, manage and master your emotions like a legend. So thanks for listening to the podcast. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. I also want to do a shout out to Tom and Harry and Kieran and Nakash um, because they're uh, my unsung heroes behind the scenes. Um, Harry has to put up with me being a diva, creating YouTube content. Um, I'm pretty good with the free stuff, the, you know, the... um the sort of the ad-libbing, the living, they're just sort of um, the, you know, what is it? Is it freewheeling? You know, just me just real and honest and it's just flowing out. And even though I can't fucking get the words out, you know what I mean. But the pre-planned, the, um, you know, the pre-recorded content that um, I find a lot harder. Harry does a lot of planning and preparing um, and sometimes if we don't even get the content done, we'll get it done. But sometimes we don't. And he has to put up with me being a little chimp and a child. And um, we have a good laugh as well. But I want to shout out to him, Kieran, um, who manages all my social media platforms. He's good, great on social media himself. Ex-bodybuilding world champion. He's an absolute legend. Follows me around and puts up with me being a bit of a diva from time to time. Um, Tom, who built really the podcast and the agencies. Um, he's an absolute legend. And Nakash, who's managing my own brand. Um, working for me is not easy because I'm quite chaotic um, and, you know, I chuck a lot of stuff at you and then you don't hear from me for a week and then I chuck a lot of stuff at you. So I just wanted to give a shout out to my team. And there's so many more I'd love to shout out. I'll do that on, on future shows. But Nikash, Kieran, Tom and Harry, you're awesome. I love you. Mwah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.